0: Listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn
1: care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 275, entitled, What's New for XMark in 2021? Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions and comments and feedback that you guys send through. This week, uh, we've got a special guest with us. It's uh, Jonathan Ganeri from uh, Xmark Manufacturing. Hello, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: Good. Thanks for having
1: me on, Julio. Awesome. Thank you very much for uh taking uh, the time to uh, come on the podcast and uh, uh tell us about uh what's new uh, for Xmark in 2021. also want to uh thank Xmark in general for uh sponsoring uh, the podcast uh for this year. So that's uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, enables me to uh, bring content uh, like this to the audience each and every week. Um so maybe tell us a bit about yourself and uh what you do there at Xmark.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So I'm currently a, a product manager at Xmark. Um, prior, I've been with Xmark for uh, a little over six years now. Prior to working for Xmark, I worked for my uncle's landscaping company in uh, New Hampshire. Nice. Uh, did that for <clears throat> about eight and a half years. And uh, during that time, you know, he has nothing but, but Xmark mowers and, and really kind of fell in love with landscaping, you know, lawn care specifically and, and the, the Xmark brand. Um, So after I I graduated college, um, I noticed that, that Xmark had a, an opening in sales and, uh, you know, sent in my application, uh, did a couple of phone interviews. They, uh, were kind enough to, to fly me out to Beatrice, Nebraska and said, you know, hey, we'll be doing these interviews. And in addition to the interviews, we'll, we'll give you a tour of the plant. So, you know, I looked at it, looked at it as a, a win-win situation. Even if I don't get the job, I at least get a, come out to, to Beatrice, Nebraska, and, and see the XMark uh, the XMark facility. So um, it was it was awesome. It's, uh, it's a dream come true to to be working here. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, I, I was in, in sales for about two years, and, and then transitioned into into marketing um and have been a, a product manager for for the past 2 years.
1: That's awesome. It's uh, actually really cool to hear that uh you had a background in actually landscaping cuz a lot of the times you'll see um you know these more uh corporate managers and stuff uh, coming uh to companies that don't have any sort of background so it's very cool to see that you've got that you know what guys are going through uh on a daily basis and the different conditions and uh, all that sort of stuff so it's, it probably gives you a very unique uh Perspective in uh, being a product manager uh, for a company like Xmark.
0: Most definitely, and I, I, I like to think of myself as an advocate for for the landscape professionals out there. Um, you know, kind of having been in the trenches, so to speak, for for eight and a half years. You know, understanding what the what the challenges are, what the pains are. Um, and I'm fortunate enough in, in my job right now where it's really not not a job for me. This is is fun. I, I love doing what I do. Ah, uh, granted, this year's been a little challenging with the, with the pandemic, but yes. you know it's. I really enjoy getting out in front of customers and and understanding you know what their challenges are, uh, what problems they have, and coming up with innovative uh, solutions to to resolve those problems and, and challenges they have.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned there the uh, uh, the challenges there in uh, 2020. It's been a crazy year for everybody. Uh, you know, businesses uh, and industries, you know, worldwide all being affected uh, by the pandemic. Uh, but 2020, um, you know, had uh, uh, some silver linings around those, uh, those gray clouds and one of them that comes to mind is the 25th anniversary of the Laser Z. Uh, so maybe um just briefly talk about the, the legacy of that machine.
0: Most definitely. And I, I really I enjoy sharing this story and, and I'll I'll share it with you and, and your audience. Um, when they brought me out here to to interview, um, the director of the sales at the time after we after I had gone through the interview said, you know, why don't you, you join me for lunch out at Xmark Park? We have uh some salespeople in and, and some of the engineers and we'll just have lunch and I was absolutely ecstatic about it. I, I could barely contain myself. I was so excited. Um, and as we as we went out to the park, uh, he points over to this gentleman and he goes, you know who that is? And I'm like, I, I think I've seen him in some videos. Is that Gary Busboom? And he's like, that is. I said, "Okay, hey, well, can you tell me a little bit about him? He goes, that is the godfather of the laser.
1: Um, and
0: that saying that really stuck with me. So Gary Busboom is one of the the engineers that, that helped uh, develop the laser 25 years
1: ago. Oh, wow. Um,
0: and he, he retired from Exmark about four years ago. Um, and in his honor, what we did was we had one of the very first prototype lasers that was ever made. Um, it was brought back to the factory you know, about 10 or 15 years ago and kind of put on a shelf and started to collect dust with the intent of, of restoring it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so for his retirement, uh, me, is along with several other individuals from various departments, um, did a, a covert operation and restored it without him knowing, and presented it to him on uh, on the day he retired. Uh, but it is 100% back to uh, original condition, the way it would have shipped out to a customer uh, when they they were. Developing, uh, developing the laser.
1: Oh, awesome. And the laser
0: has just been such an, an integral part of, of the X-Mark brand and is really what uh, got us to the place where, where we're at today, where our equipment is, is purchased two to one over, over the next best-selling brand.
1: Wow, that's so awesome.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's really exciting, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a legacy um, we, we look to build upon for many years to come.
1: Very, very cool. And so many cool um, innovations. Uh, when I went to GIE last year, uh, that was my first experience at GIE. And uh, like I say, I'm in um, you know, a very dense city. Uh, all the properties that I maintain personally are all small, dense city lots. So uh, those larger, like my biggest mower is a 36-inch turf tracer. I've got the 32-inch uh, starus, I've got the commercial 30 and the x smart commercial 21 that is my fleet Uh, so those bigger mowers are sort of out of uh the scope of what uh you know i would use on a daily basis and seeing things like that 96 inch laser z with the flex wing i was just like this thing is just a monster (laughs) (laughs) i was like i could do like i could do like my whole like neighborhoods and like the front yards like in one pass (laughs) with that thing that's definitely a, yeah. yeah
0: that um it's it's a beast and i mean that's the great thing about gie right is having the opportunity to to see and experience some of that equipment that you know you might not necessarily ever have a need for it in your fleet but it's it's still kind of fun to, to see it and experience and i i kind of think of as, as gie for myself as you know a kid in a sandbox getting to play with all the the different trucks and toys
1: yes absolutely so let's uh dive right into uh 2021 and what we, we can expect uh, from uh, XMark.
0: yep so I'll, uh, I'll start off with our um, our residential um, equipment so our, our quest model so that's okay. our residential zero turns um, we have a, a whole new platform that's coming out we've redesigned the quest um, makes it look really really good uh, showroom appeal is great we've done um, some different things with, with colors on it to kind of make it pop a little bit um so what we'll have coming in twenty twenty one is we'll have the the E series and the S series. Uh okay. for the E series we'll have a, a thirty-four inch, a forty-two inch, and a fifty inch. Those will all be powered by a, a Kohler seven twenty five or Kohler seven thousand. And then in the S series, uh we'll have a fifty-four inch that'll be powered by uh our X Mark seven oh eight engine.
1: Okay. Um
0: so that's that's what's new in the on the on the more residential okay. side of things. Um, kind of moving up into our radius line, which I like to refer to as, as our prosumer line. Um, Some changes uh, you'll be seeing there um, to our radius S series Um, going all to Kawasaki FX engines on those. So uh, a 651 on a 48 inch, uh, 691 on a 52 and a 730 on a 60 inch. And those will all come uh, with suspension seats in the S series. Oh, nice. Um, So that's a, that's really exciting there, and then moving into some of the commercial equipment. Uh, you know, you had mentioned that the X Mark thirty inches is part of your fleet. Yep. Um, and what we've we've done there is um, we are adding a, a new model to the X series. So the S series will will be going away. So all of the thirties will will be the X series, and they'll have either a Cali one hundred and eighty on it or a Kohler two hundred and twenty, and those. Uh, both have the improved heavy-duty transmission, so it, it's able to climb hills a lot better. Okay, um, a lot more durable. It's it's just a, a far beefier uh, transmission than than what was in the S series.
1: Okay, very very nice. Yeah, uh, this year was my first uh, experience uh, with a thirty-inch mower. Um, for fifteen years, I've been you know predominantly using a twenty-one-inch mower uh, on a lot of those really small properties, um, and the thirty-inch. Uh, S series uh, that I've been using uh, has been a complete game changer uh, for me. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I've done um, a good nine or 10 videos on YouTube about uh, the mower and different mowing conditions and wet grass and things. And it's just been uh, just on average uh, with a pandemic and uh, the shutdowns and stuff. You know, my wife and kids and stuff were all at home for, uh, you know, part of the year. And I'd be out there working and I'd come home and they're like, like, what are you doing? It's your busy day. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) They're like, what do you mean you're done? It's like two hours before you'd normally be home. I'm like, it's that mower. It saved me so much time. Uh, It's just absolutely phenomenal going from a 21 to that 30, the amount of difference uh, that, uh, you know, those nine inches makes. Um, it's been a, a fantastic mower and a lot of people would chime in with some complaints about previous models and that the deck clogs and things like that. And um, it's funny cause I was playing around with the mower in different conditions uh, through wet grass and, and doing videos on it to show people uh, and being completely transparent with it. And uh, I started to play with um, the rake of the deck. Yeah. And I heard you talk about this on Brian's podcast as well. And I was like, like right on like that's exactly my experience with it i was you know having the front wheel set at the two and a half inches that i was cutting properties at and you know in the thicker wet grass where normally i'd have it at two and a half inches all the way around you know it would start to choke a little bit so i just raised the rear uh and i only raised it one notch so just to the three inch uh mark and uh it was like no issue had it was a completely different machine going through that um
0: oh, oh yeah it- it's incredible just how, how, how important rake is uh, and the effects and impacts it has on machine performance. Um, it, I mean, just like you, you experienced yourself, you know, in, in those thicker conditions, um, you know, having the, the rear of the deck just one notch higher than, than the front, um, it, it's, it's incredible just how, how much better the, the machine performs. And it's all about that deck rake. And, and getting airflow to the deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely awesome. So um, you talked about uh, those uh, commercial uh, zero turns um, and uh, the commercial 30. Any other uh, commercial mowers that are being updated for 2021?
0: Yep. So on the, the laser line, what you'll see in our, our X series is, um, not sure if you're aware, but we came out with the Tractus tires, which is our, yes. our yeah. non-pneumatic version. So the, the run flats um, received... Just great feedback on the performance of those tires. Not only when it comes to the fact that you don't have to, to worry about, um, flat tires, but it, you know, consistent, um, cut quality because you don't have to worry about, uh, air pressure in your tires. But also the, the stability and the traction that you get from that non-pneumatic tire because more of the tire is, is making contact with the ground. And, you know, it's, it's a little counterintuitive. Uh, because you would think well with with more ground contact, it's probably gonna tear the turf more, but it's actually the exact opposite. Yes, we've, we've seen a lot less turf tearing um, because of of the tread pattern on that that tire that's a uh, a tread pattern that we developed here internally at Xmark. Um, so you know that tread pattern in combination with with how much of that tread is is making contact with the turf uh, really. It improves, uh, like I said, the no scuffing and, and stability on hillside. So what we'll have coming in 2021 is two of our Laser X-Series models will come standard with the Tractus tires.
1: Okay, nice. Um, so we're, we're really,
0: really excited about that. Um and then the the last update that we have is to our um ninety-six inch diesel units. Okay. Um we've updated the, the hood on those to what we refer to here internally as a super scoop.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um and what
0: it does is it's it's just a, a larger screened area uh for, for airflow. So um, you know, in especially in, in the southern states where it's really hot and the grass is really dry, yes, we ran into a few issues where um you know the the machine's uh, red system would would protect the engine from overheating and, and kind of cause the machine to to shut down for a minute or two to you know get airflow back to the engine and with this new super scoop um, that's that's no longer an issue because there's a much larger area for that air to to get to the engine uh, and we just we don't see it plugging up. Um, like the
1: old one did. Awesome. That's, uh, you know, that's one thing um, I have to commend you guys on is uh, just taking you guys, you know, you're, you're doing your, your best effort, you're designing machine, but obviously, you know, no machine is ever going to be perfect. And it takes real world uh, use uh, day in and day out where things may pop up. Um, and I know, you know, uh, with the Staris, uh, the 32 that I was uh, using, I came up with a couple of issues early on and uh, you know, emailed you guys about it, uh, sent some videos, showed you guys the issues. And then going to GIE, uh, I remember, uh, you know, uh, meeting you guys for the first time and, uh, you know, you guys were like super excited. You took me over to the stars and you're like, look, we changed it. We, we fixed, you know, we put, we addressed all those concerns that you had in your videos and stuff. And I was like, that's awesome that you guys like took that direct feedback and you guys are, you know, always improving the machines, always, uh, you know, making it better and listening." to your customers uh, and the feedback uh, absolutely fantastic um,
0: those... yeah, and yep, that's what's ahead. so good about you know X markets you know just like you said you know it it's all about you guys the customers because if it wasn't for you guys i, I wouldn't have a job um, and it's you know obviously when we launch a product we launch the product with the intention that it is it 's the best that it can possibly be but through through our our various test processes there's there's things that that we either miss or, or we don't really um, encounter because we're not using that piece of equipment day in and day out. Um, so getting that feedback from, from customers is, is just so crucial. Um, and not only listening to, to what you guys have to say, but, you know, taking action from that feedback and, and making those changes. And, and that's something that I think we do. Uh, we do very well.
1: Awesome. Um, I want to touch back on the track disc tires for a minute. <clears throat> um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um uh, so currently they're available uh for forty-eight to seventy two laser Zs. Um any plans on offering tractus tires for more applications like stand-on mowers and things like that in the future?
0: Most definitely. And and just so so we're clear, the, the tractus is currently available on sixties on and seventy-twos.
1: Oh okay. Um
0: and there are we are um working on developing uh tires that would fit other applications, whether it's a, a stand-on or a, a wide area lock behind mower.
1: Okay. And uh, uh, another thing I was curious about is, because you see a lot of those like run flat style tires coming out now from different manufacturers and stuff. The one thing that I notice with the Tractus that's different is that octagonal pattern. Everybody else seems to be going to sort of like a thin type pattern. Is there any key advantages to that octagonal pattern?
0: yeah so we we refer to that as as a more of a honeycomb design okay. as opposed to you know other manufacturers that do more of what what we refer to as a hub and spoke design okay um, so really, we took inspiration uh, for that that honeycomb design from the military, so the military has had these types of tires in use for for ten plus years now, um, and the military obviously has extremely stringent requirements on the durability of of any product they put into service. And one of the requirements they have is that a, this, this particular tire design would be able to withstand, uh, so many direct impacts from a 50 caliber gun. Um, so that, that honeycomb design is, is really proven out. Um, if, if the military can, can use it and it can withstand 50 cal rounds, direct hits,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, I'm pretty sure that it'll, it'll work for the, for the lawn care industry. And that's what we found. Um, and you know the the advantage to that over that hub and spoke design uh we found that you know obviously as as you're cutting and let's say you're you're going along a a curb or the corner of the building there's a tendency that that the tire can catch and it will slice into whether it's the honeycomb design or the hub and spoke design yep. um and with our honeycomb design we can withstand multiple instances where um that honeycomb design is, is torn into mm-hmm. and, and the tire still holds up. Whereas with the, that hub and spoke design, um, what we found through our testing is, is that that cut into the spoke would propagate and it would propagate, you know, within a matter of eight hours and it would be a catastrophic failure for the oh, okay. tire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really the the big advantage to that that honeycomb design versus the hub and spoke.
1: Yeah, that absolutely makes sense when you think about it and you think about that design that's just a lot more uh surface area having all those um honeycombs uh where like you said if it uh, it gets uh, nicked or uh, cut or something it's not going to do as much damage if uh, you know versus a, a single uh fin um or spoke sort of design. Um so very very cool. So um, is that, uh, all of the updates on the mower side of things?
0: That, that definitely is. Um, you know, the, the other thing I, I want to take a few minutes to talk about is, uh, kind of what we're doing with our turf management products and our spreader sprayers.
1: Okay. Well, maybe, um, maybe just so hang on with that. We'll, uh, take a quick break, uh, get a drink of water, play an ad from, uh, XMark, and then we'll get into that, uh, turf management side
0: perfect at xmark we've poured decades of leading edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our laser z the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust so now you can experience cut quality performance comfort durability and reliability beyond your wildest dreams stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an xmark laser z and the attractive financing offers available now
1: Okay, so uh, let's uh, get into that uh, turf management side. So, what's new uh, from Xmark on uh, that front?
0: Yeah, so um, we have for, oh, I would say 10 plus years had a, a turf management offering that was branded Xmark, you know, a combination of stand on aerators, slicer seeders, and a, a lean to steer spreader sprayer. Okay. Um, well, fast forward. Fast forward to to 2018, we acquired a company called LP Rich uh, out of Indiana, and they um, manufactured a a line of uh, spreader sprayers and aerators that were called the the Z spray for the sprayers and the Z plug for uh, the aerator. Um, And through that acquisition process, we realized just how much equity there was in the brand name of Z-Spray. Okay. Uh, it, it held a lot more water in the industry than, than the Mark brand did when it, when it came to turf management equipment. Um, so given that, what we decided to do was to transition all of our Xmark branded turf management equipment under this new brand, Z-Turf Equipment, or ZTE. Okay. Um, so the this Z-Turf Equipment brand, or ZTE, is, is part of the Xmark family of products. And really what that allows us to do is that allows the Xmark brand to focus on mowing, mm-hmm. mowers, and the Z Turf equipment brand to to focus on turf management equipment. So in twenty twenty one, what you'll see is you will no longer see any XMark branded turf management equipment. It will all be branded Z turf equipment, whether it's a, a Z spray, a Z air rate, or a, a Z seed.
1: Okay. So though the uh, so like the the 24-inch aerator and the 30-inch stand-on aerators that were uh, last year branded as XMark. They're essentially the same machine, but now just under that uh, Z Spray brand or Z Turf brand.
0: Yeah, the Z Turf. Yep, Z Turf equipment, and, and we've made some aesthetic changes to it uh, to kind of give a family look to that turf management equipment that differs a little bit from from you know the XMark brand. So you'll see um, a lot more use of, of black and less use of red. Okay. Um, and it just to, to kind of help give some, some definition to what the, the Z-Turf equipment brand is and, and what it looks like versus the Xmart brand.
1: Okay. So are there any um, new machines being introduced on that uh, side of things or improvements to machines on that side?
0: Um, nope, not for, for 2021. The one thing I, I do want to plug is our lean steer unit. So we, we made some significant changes to that last year. Um, and those changes have been extremely well received. Those changes where we, we digitize the, the spray control, So all of the pressure controls is, is digital. So if you can imagine just going from an analog watch to a, a digital watch, okay. it's more precise, yep. more accurate. And then we, we did the same thing on the uh, the spread controls. That's all digitized now as opposed to having a, a re you know, with a, a knob that you would turn to, to increase the impeller speed. That's now all done digitally. So it, it holds a, a far more true impeller speed that doesn't need to be adjusted as as the that motor warms up.
1: Okay. So um, like we were talking before we started recording, I was telling you um, that uh, obviously like where I'm at here, with these tiny little uh, lawns and stuff those types of machines aren't uh, applicable to me so I was going to the website and looking at it, and it uh, just from um, you know a person that uh, knows uh, you know nothing about those types of machines uh, I was just looking through the, th- the specs and stuff and had some questions come up and that was one of the the things you mentioned there I noticed uh, uh, there was mention of lean to steer options and zero turn options. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the zero turn option I'm pretty familiar with, with using um, a star stand on more. I'm assuming it's it's very similar to that. Um, but the lean to steer, how does that whole system work?
0: Yeah, so that one, it's actually really really fun to drive. Um, but essentially it's it's intended to control the machine's movement, you know, forward, backward, left, and right with one hand and leave the other hand free to operate the controls for the spray and spread system. Um, so so what you do is there's a, a handle that's kind of right down by your waist that, you know, you rotate to either the left or the right, and then it has, <clears throat> very similar to the, the drive controls on the Staris, it's a, it's a push-to-go okay. kind of system. Um, and it's it's effortless to to drive and uh, is very very nimble and the, the other big benefit about um you know the lean to steer versus a zero turn is is the hillside stability because we are locking those two front wheels in with each other so yep. they they move in unison um it it gives some extra stability on on hillsides okay. um, and the the center of gravity is really low that that uh twenty gallon Spray tank is, is real low in the machine, and then even the 175-pound hopper is, is really low in the machine compared to, to other competitive equipment that's out there in the market.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I was noticed on my notes here, um, I wrote down the lock, locking uh, caster system as well. That's available on um, the other zero-turn models as well, is it not?
0: That is correct that is correct.
1: Okay. And um, is that something that's manually done? Like you're going down to the wheels to lock them? Or is it something from like the operator's control sort of standing position that is done?
0: Yeah. So from the operator's platform, there's a a pedal that's kind of in the the front right corner of the platform that you press down and and it locks those those casters in place. And again, that's to, to help with hillside stability. But you know, I've also heard other uses where you know, when guys are, let's say, they're they're doing a hundred yard run, where they're they're applying fertilizer, um, they'll use that to just kind of keep themselves straight and, yes. and make a, a straight line. Uh, this way, you don't start to veer off to the left or to the right. Okay, um, and it, it helps them in that manner too. So it's 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 got um, a a lot of different functionality to it. The other um, interesting way I've I've heard of it being used is. Um, you know, let's say you, you get into a tight area and the lawn is a, a little bit soft, a little bit squishy, whether it's, um, just due to poor drainage or, or the fact that it's, you know, really wet because it just rained.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when you back up on a zero turn, what you'll notice is your, your front casters will, will kind of spin out, right? Okay, and in yeah. doing so, it, it puts a lot of pressure on that and has a tendency um, when the turf is really soft to, to almost tear that turf well if you lock those casters and prevent them from from swinging out and just back straight up um, it actually helps to, to protect the lawn from from turf damage in those in those situations
1: oh very cool so it might be a a really good feature for guys in uh, here where i'm from in the pacific northwest that are you know always dealing with those types of conditions uh soggy and wet and uh, moist ground even after it rains for a couple of weeks it can be still pretty soft and stuff which is poor drainage and things um and one of the other things uh that i noticed and, and uh, with those casters too uh that was the first thing like i said not having any experience with those machines um and bigger properties like that was i was thinking the long straight runs i didn't even think about the hill stability part of it so that's very cool yeah um the other thing i noticed was uh, digital speedometers um and uh, maybe speak to how that uh, helps on a machine like that
0: yeah so um you know when it comes to applying chemical, it, it's all about calibration and, and application rates. And there's three components that really go into that. There's, there's speed, there's pressure, and there's the nozzle size. Um, and by knowing you know, what your pressure is, there's a, a liquid-filled pressure gauge on the zero turns and okay. a digital pressure gauge on the lean-to-steer unit. So if you know that, you know what nozzles you have on it and what their output is. The only other variable is speed. Um, so knowing those variables, you can adjust your, your application rates, um, for the particular product that, that you're putting down. Um, so that was one of the, the great things about the, you know, the, the Z-spray that we acquired from LT Rich was they, they really understood that and had been making those since, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and it, that is just so key to, um, not only proper calibration, but also ensuring that you're you're putting down consistent application rates
1: very very cool um, and uh, one of the last uh, points that I wrote on the on those major uh, that list of uh, initial machines there um, was uh, the fact that you can put multiple attachments on them um, so that sort of um, i thought well that 's pretty neat that 's uh, quite versatile. Um, what kind of attachments are available for those um, you know lean to steer machines and um you know the others
0: yeah so um with the the lean to steer um the the attachment offering is is a little less than what's on the zero turns but you know we do have a, a, a mesh bag that would allow you to put like a a one gallon pump spray in there so if you wanted to put a you know a non selective herbicide like a roundup or something like okay. that you could have that there um, there's various nozzles that that you could use and and spray wands for the for the lean to steer but um, transitioning over to the the zero turns um, what we found is that you know no one customer is is the same they all like to to personalize their equipment for their their service offering um, so one of the the more popular accessories that that we offer there is a, a foam marker kit okay um, so what that is is it's uh, essentially a essentially a one-gallon tank that gets gets mounted on the unit, and on the end of the spray booms, uh, there's these nozzles. And what you do is you fill up that one-gallon tank with uh, Dawn dish soap yep. and water, and as you're going along a property, it will drop foam, uh, so you know when you turn around and make another pass what your spacing needs to be to get, get the proper amount of coverage. Oh, and it cool. also serves as a... Um, a proof of service, so uh, you know a customer will see you out on their lawn, and they see all these these white dots all over the lawn. They know, hey, look, this this guy didn't just pull up and you know run the machine for 15 minutes and and bill me for it. He actually you know put the uh, put the chemical down that that he said he was going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some of the other accessories that we have is a a seven-gallon isolated tank Mm -hmm. and a seven-gallon auxiliary tank. And the the difference there between the isolated tank and the auxiliary tank has to do with um, how it's it's run through the system. So, again, if if you're spraying a non-selective herbicide like a a Roundup or a Total Kill product, you don't want that running through your spray boom um, at all because the next time you would go – to spray a lawn, you would absolutely kill it. So that isolated tank has its own plumbing and its own pump. So there's no potential for for any cross-contamination. And like I said, you you see guys using that for anything from a a total kill product to maybe a specialty product for tree and shrubs. Um, And then on the auxiliary side, what that really does is that expands your your capacity. So let's say you have a Z-Max, right? You have uh, two 30-gallon tanks you could put in an auxiliary tank on there, which would give you an extra seven gallons. And where that really comes into play is for those lawn safe products that, you know, are really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. You, you don't necessarily want to mix up 30 or 60 gallons of it. You only, you know, use it to spot spray. So you're only mixing up seven gallons, but it's a product that, you know, will will go through the, the main plumbing and, and spray system and, um, for those lawn safe products, and it's, it's just to expand uh, the capacity of, of the unit.
1: Very, very cool. <clears throat> That's uh, a lot of neat. You're really uh, educating me on these uh, machines. Uh, that foam. Uh, idea. I think that's fantastic. I didn't even think about that. I was trying to. I saw the that it talked about uh, that it had a foam um, attachment, and I couldn't think. I thought maybe it had something to do with um, using the machine to like uh, mark lines on like a, a sports field, like soccer pitch lines and goalie creases and things like that. Um, I didn't even think about uh, just being able to keep track of your spray patterns and stuff like that, and having that added benefit of you know having something visible for the customer to see um, is uh, just, that's really cool. Something I would have never uh, thought about. Um, I I was looking too at this um, machine there. I think it was called a Z Air Rate uh, machine. Uh, It looked like an absolute beast. It was listed at like 100,000 square feet per hour to air rate. Um, I was just like, that's that's insanity. Uh, And this machine is very um versatile it had uh, much larger attachments things like uh, uh slice seeders and dethatching rakes and uh a sprayer system and stuff like that uh maybe speak to that machine because it seemed to be like sort of uh, from just from the website like the granddaddy version of it all
0: yeah so that uh that deaerate machine again that was one of the products that we acquired from from lp rich um it comes standard with a, a forty inch aeration head as well as a hundred and twenty pound hopper. And the thought process behind that is is you can perform two services and bill for two services at once. You you're able to aerate the, the property, but you're also able to overseed at the same time. Um so that's that's huge. You know, being able to to bill for two services yeah. when you're only making you know, one or two passes is, is huge. And and kind of like you said, the, the versatility of that machine. And if I can uh, back up one second, yep. one of my favorite features of that machine is how the, the aeration head is controlled. Okay. Um, so raising that aeration head up and down is there's two buttons on the end of the drive levers that you would hit with your thumbs. Um The left one lowers it, the right one raises it. The way I remember that is left lower, right raise. Okay. Um, And it's just very intuitive and and natural and easy to use. You don't have to take your hands off the controls or or anything like that. It's, It's all tied into into those drive levers and it's just extremely intuitive and and very very easy to use
1: yeah that would be fantastic for turning the machine uh you know when you're doing your 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 stripes basically doing a run and then turning around just to be able to not take your hands off the the steering controls and just press that button uh to raise or lower i can see that would be like absolutely add to that uh, productivity uh, of the machine very very cool um Anything else uh, that you want to mention on the, the uh turf management side?
0: Yeah, just for that uh for that aerate that forty inch, you know, you, you had talked about the versatility of that machine and, and the various attachments that are there. You know, yep. whether it's uh you know putting on a, a thirty gallon uh spray tank with a spray boom, a uh de-saturate, a spike style aeration head or a uh slicer cedar is it just it it makes that machine um far more versatile uh, where you can get use out of it year round. And one of my favorite stories about that is um, there's a a contractor here locally in Beatrice that uh, I'm, I'm good friends with and, you know, as I'm kind of vetting out stuff and wanting to learn more about products and how they perform, I'll, I'll work with him and um, I gave him a a Z air to, to use with a slicer cedar on it just Mm -hmm. to to see how it performs. Yeah. Um, And, his response to me has been if you were to take this away from me, I would turn right around and go buy one from the dealer. Oh, wow. He said that the thing just absolutely prints money when it comes to to overseeding lawns. It does a, a phenomenal job uh you know with you know getting the, the seed into the soil, making sure there's good seed to soil contact yep. um and, and gets great, great results. And it's it's all about, you know, being able to provide those very very profitable services Mm -hmm. in a very productive manner and that's what he really uh really appreciated about that machine
1: okay nice um uh, just a quick question that just popped in my mind here uh on the aeration side of things um you guys a few years ago had a walk behind or push type aerator um and it looks like now it's just the stand-on versions um was that was there a reason for just transitioning to the stand ons? Because um, I know looking at you know sort of my client list and things like that, uh, even though I have a a thirty two inch uh, Staris, uh, there's a lot of properties where I can't take that machine into because of maybe one step uh, or uh you know. Uh, uh, rocky pathway or something like that that i just can't uh do that so on the aeration side i'm always having to use uh things like the bluebirds and and things like that that are smaller machines that i can uh, get into that is there um any plans for maybe uh, going back to um having an offering for a push style aerator
0: you know, at, at this time we don't, like you said, you know, we used to have a, a twenty one inch um walk behind aerator that was hydraulically driven and, and we have, have chosen to to discontinue that. And and some of the reasoning behind that is is um, you know, we're we're all about productivity and being able to to perform services in a productive manner, but also where there's less wear and tear on the body, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we've, we've just found that those walk behind or manual aerators are, are extremely rough on the operators. Yes, they are. Um, and, and when it comes down to it, you know, we had the, the hydraulically driven one and it was, you know, when you're talking about, a you know, a $4,500, you know, machine versus a, a manual one that is, you know, anywhere from 2000 to, to $3,000, it's, it, it's difficult for a, a customer to to justify bumping up to a, a $4,500 walk behind aerator when they can get essentially a, a very comparable machine for for a couple thousand dollars less. Um, so you know, based off of of the market's needs, we we chose to to discontinue that and and really put all of our our focus and intention onto that that stand on uh, aeration market. Um, and those those types of customers.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That's uh answers my my question there and, and you know when you explain it that way, obviously uh it makes sense. I would love uh to have a stand on one, uh, but like I say, even if I did, I would still have to carry uh, one of the push ones with me, just because there's just those, some properties where, you know, it's like, come on, you got one step here? Like, come on,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> sort of thing, yeah, right? Who's
0: the landscape designer who, who yeah. decided to do this? Did yeah, you understand what, what impact this was going to have on the guy who has to maintain the property? yeah. yeah yeah it, i uh i feel your pain
1: yeah <laughs> so uh i think we covered everything on the uh turf management side um so any news or uh teases you can share uh, about uh what's coming uh up uh, with xmark in uh, future years
0: um yeah so i'll 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 throw uh i'll throw this out there i i would say you know 2021 is a, a relatively um light year for us as far as new products that, that we're launching. Um, but in 2022, man, there are some, some super exciting things going on, um, that I I think are, are just going to blow customers away on, on, um, especially on, on the laser side of things and, and even, um, with, uh, with some of our stand on products. So I'm, I'm really excited and, and looking forward to that, you know, COVID kind of, um, impacted everybody and, and kind of, Allowed us to, to kind of reset and, and regroup and reprioritize uh, some of the the projects that that we'd be working on. Um, so, granted, the what's new for for 2021 might not be um, a a big, huge, exciting uh, year for us. I, I can guarantee you that not only 2022 but 2023 uh, we have some some really, really exciting things lined up. Um, you know. With both the x brand and the Z-Turf equipment brand.
1: Oh, very, very cool. Well, if it's anything like uh, 2019, where you guys uh, knocked it out of the park there with uh, all those new uh, announcements, uh, the Tractus tires, uh, that uh, 96-inch uh, diesel, uh, the Staris line, um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, you guys will have coming out uh, in the future. Uh, so, Jonathan, thank you very much for uh, taking the time uh, to come uh, on the podcast and uh, sharing uh, all uh, of what's going on on uh, with uh, XMark in 2021
0: well thank you very much for uh, for having me um greatly appreciated and i uh wish that that you and and all of your listeners have a, a great 2021
1: all right thank you so that's it for this one guys uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now